Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to dive in, connect with our soul, embody our soul through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week to listen in on the magic. Make sure to subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you love to listen and share with your friends and loved ones, along with giving me a follow on Instagram at themodernmedium underscore. And if you leave a written review, screenshot it and send it to me via email at hello at themodernmedium.co or DM it to me on Instagram, you'll win a free 30-minute reading. And when you are ready and feel called to book a reading with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. My current offerings are private psychic mediumship readings, energy sessions, past life readings. And if you are interested in entering a beautiful container of my mentorship programs, head to my website as well, where you can book a discovery call and we can just dive in and I can answer any questions you have. And these sacred containers is where I really guide you to help you unlock your innate magic, discover your spiritual gifts, discover your spiritual self, along with getting connected to your team and really expanding your spiritual practice. And I think that's about it. And of course, if you have put your email on my website through the contact form, keep it coming. I am going to start dedicating myself to building this email community. This is where I will share exclusive updates and offerings on my services. You'll get first dibs on event tickets. I am definitely planning on holding in-person events. And also, I am also starting to conduct, conduct, is that the right word for this? Whatever. Soul Circles, which are free online gatherings where I guide us all through a meditation with spirit and bring through any messages need to come through along with mediating a beautiful focused discussion. And it is just so powerful. I've had the most amazing feedback on these Soul Circles and we discuss topics such as... (laughs) Like we discuss topics such as, I'm like, just get to it. We talk about compassion. We talk about trust. We talk about surrender. We talk about success. We talk about friends. And it is just so, so beautiful. And this is really a space where I invite these questions so we can all reflect and just really be in this space with like-minded souls. And it's, it's just amazing. It's really, really, really incredible. It's not me so much doing a lot of my mediumship work. It's really just allowing spirit to collaborate in this really beautiful discussion. And it's incredibly powerful and it's very, very interactive. So anyway, stay tuned for those. And yeah, okay. I think that's about it because I really, really need to and want to get to our next Embody Your Soul guest. So if you have been a friend of mine in the last few years, since 2018, 2019, or if you've been following me for quite some time, I have talked about her books. I have quoted her books. Her books have been one of the most important parts of my growing my 
spiritual journey in terms of literature, in terms of books and building a library of beautiful mentors and authors from afar. And this incredible soul is none other than Rasha. And she is the author of Oneness, The Calling, along with The Journey to Oneness. And Rasha awakened to her inner calling as a conduit of divine guidance in 1987. She began working with Oneness, the divinity we all share, in 1998, documenting the revelations that serve as a foundation to the Oneness series. So Oneness is a book that is so beaten up with love. There are tons of, uh, it's just wrecked with underlines and tabs and annotations and dog ears and highlight marks. It's just absolutely insane. I read it twice during COVID lockdown lockdown. And this book addresses the profound spiritual awakening that is the hallmark of the current times that we're in. And in this process, she was taken step by step through the sacred journey to oneness and through the beautiful life-altering changes that are shaking the foundation of today's world. And as a spiritual teacher with just an unbelievably amazing message, Rasha is not affiliated with any established spiritual path, religion, or guru. Her teachings are very universal, and they focus on the experience of the divinity within each of us. And really, her her callings and her transcriptions of, you know, divinity is quite literally her on her laptop, her in her notebook, and... I just can't, I mean, you'll hear in in my intro when getting to first speak with her, I truly get emotional. She has been so important to me. And this is a book I recommend to, I don't want to say, I think everyone should read it, but not everyone is ready. So when you feel called and you are ready to read Oneness, I would obviously highly recommend picking it up. I am also gradually getting through her most recent book, The Journey to Oneness, which is really, really powerful. And we'll talk about it a little bit in the podcast. This book is quite literally about her journey of meeting oneness and all the steps she took. And it's just this constant conversation with oneness. And I appreciate this book so much because when I read Oneness, I thought, oh my gosh, Rasha is just this harmonious, perfect being. She can do no wrong. And then when I read Journey to Oneness, she is just as human, just as flawed as all of us. And it is so remarkable to just read through this completely generous and divine text of her between oneness, but also these beautiful ascended masters that she comes across in her journey all over the world. She's in New Mexico. She's in her home, North Carolina. She is in India. It is just her whole pilgrimage is just astounding. And okay, enough. I have talked your ear off about her. In this episode, we, again, we dive into the lessons that I have recently come across in her book. We talk about spiritual and energetic ascension and how literal 
how do you call this? How literal manifestations happen when you jump into a higher realm of yourself, a higher realm of your being. We talk about feeding into energy, whether that's good or bad. We discuss the importance of having discernment when it comes to connecting with a being, connecting with a spirit, connecting with a soul. We talk about the importance of having independence isn't the right word, but having that spiritual strength, that backbone where you're not leaning on oneness, you're not leaning on spirit for all these answers, but you are simply being guided by your inner wisdom with merely oneness and the divinity within you and the divinity around you as a lighthouse, as your cheerleaders, as your guides and teachers. And this episode is just so beautiful. I also need to let you know that the audio isn't perfect. We had to record on Google Meets and then I had to record and save the audio on voice memo. So typically I record on an amazing platform that has our audio as completely separate and this one our audio is kind of meshed together so also she is in south india so the audio and the connection isn't crazy strong so just bear with us this conversation is absolutely worth it and you can find rasha on onenesswebsite.com you can learn more about rasha you can get her books. You can also receive beautiful free teachings. And she also has audio products like meditations. She's just amazing. And you'll just hear, you'll just hear the beauty and the divinity in her voice. This guest is almost like a I really don't want to say celebrity because I feel like the word celebrity has just gotten so poopy nowadays. It's just not as attractive to me, but she is someone that I deeply, deeply admire, deeply respect, and has been such an important part of my spiritual journey. And I am so over the moon to be connected with her, to have all three of her books. She sent me The Calling, which I'm really excited about. This is with her connection and her transcriptions through her connecting to the god of infinite light omnitab and it really talks about spiritual discernment and channeling with discernment and connecting to spirits and souls with clean pure energy it's i'm so excited we talked about it after i hopped off and she said i'm gonna send that to you because obviously in this episode i talk about how i'm a channeler and This stuff is so, so important. But anyways, I have just been so excited to introduce you all to Rasha's Magic. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Please do not ever, ever, ever be shy. Email me, DM me, share this with your friends and your loved ones. Share your thoughts, share your experience while you were listening to this and Let me know if you order this book. I'm definitely going to post pictures of this book because it is so deeply loved. It is so important to me. It will be on my forever, forever nightstand. Now, enough of that. Let's get right into the episode. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm just so happy that we figured it out. 
I am so excited this to meet. Huh? I think this will work. This will work. This will all work. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'm going to um, record, start recording. Also start. Yes. Who didn't send me any questions? Sorry. I assume we're weighing it. Yes. Yeah, so I have, so what I've, what I've done is I've made oh. my beautiful tabs and I'm going to be referencing some quotes in here um, that I believe, of course, that are very connected to your experience and the journey to oneness. Does that sound good? It sounds fun. I love being spontaneous. Oh, good. So much better than having to figure out in advance what I'm going to say. Right? Yeah, it's but fun. Just be in the moment. Yeah, just, whoa. Okay, beautiful. So I'm going to start recording. This is all saved. We don't lose it. Um, okay, gorgeous. Okay, we're going to start. Okay, great. Okay, so, oh my gosh, I have so many words. Okay, Rasha, thank you so much for being here. Um, you came, I almost want to get emotional. You came at a point in my life where... It was COVID lockdown. I was, you know, living at home and my dad was going through a separation. I was alone and going through like a really dark period in my spiritual journey. And a mentor who unfortunately I'm not connected to anymore and that we don't need to get into that, but she told me to get this book. And so I read that book. I read it twice in a row and it, ah, it provided so much comfort. It really helped me become the medium, the woman that I am today. And you became a mentor from afar. You became a place of peace for me. I have learned so much from you. Sorry, thank you so much. I'm like so happy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, like, I'm assuming that you started with the book on this. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, well, um, I'm not surprised. You're you're on this wavelength, and mm -hmm. you're living it, just like we all are. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness! Ugh. Yeah, here we yeah. are. The funny thing happens with this book: you find that you you become a living illustration of what you're reading, and I don't know how this works. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. But unquestionable that this works because I've had hundreds of letters, emails mm -hmm. from people saying, you know, I closed the book. I don't know why. I just felt I had to put it down for a while. And within a day or two, I had an episode in my own life of exactly what I just read. Yeah. Did that happen to you too? Oh, yeah. That and then also even like in the reverse where – what happened, the lesson I went through when I opened up the chapter is exactly what I needed to hear to put my butt in my seat. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that That's too. It. Yeah, people say they, they use this book like the eat shape. They open randomly to a page and read it, and it's mm -hmm. exactly what they're supposed to hear. Mm -hmm. Then I don't know how that works either. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I don't mean either, but you know what? Spirit, 
source oneness is a mystery in the most beautiful way. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the way I love to start off this podcast is asking, um, in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? What does it mean to embody your soul? Uh, I've never had that question before. Um, I think not in, in other words is enlightenment. That is with full conscious awareness of it. You are the embodiment of your divine presence, which you can call soul, you can call oneness, you can call God. There's, there's a million ways to express this. But your sense of who you are is a much higher octave of your own beingness. And yet, it's still you. Mm-hmm. When this happens and you shift into this and um, people have tastes of this you know um, as a precursor to the actual embodiment of it in moments of prayer in moments of meditation smelling a flower where your heart chakra opens and you know you've been touched by something holy sometimes mm-hmm. it only lasts for a second so that also is embodying your soul, but it's you know, not a permanent state. Mm-hmm. It's it's the odors mm-hmm. of what's coming. So you have a reference point when you are on a spiritual journey and you deepen your practice and you're doing sadhana and you're meditating and all the stuff. These periods of connectedness come more frequently. They last longer. Ultimately, you shift into it at will. Then you're in control of it. Your fingers are on the dial. You determine when you are in that state of divine connectedness. Mm-hmm. I think that would be embodying your soul. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And I love how you put that, especially at the end, that when you become... I would say like in a different way of saying it, like you just become so consistent with it and you're devoted to it that you are in so much more control and autonomy of, no, I choose this experience. And absolutely. So what I would love to get into, so what I loved about the journey of oneness, is it, God, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, of course, you know, I, you know, I read oneness and I'm like, oh, Rasha just must be this, like, totally harmonious human with, like, no issues ever in life. Like, I I mean, I was also just stepping into this. I'm like, wow. And then I read Journey of Oneness, and you are just as human as me, and you're just as human as everyone else. And it was just, I, I recommend, I feel like people should read, maybe I could also be wrong, because, of course, you are the author of this book, but, like, I feel like people should read Journey to Oneness first when they're stepping into their spiritual practice because they need to know that like we are not superhuman and we are totally imperfect. And I also just love the way you had this constant dialogue with Oneness. You're like, I thought it was smooth sailing. I'm sorry, what's happening? Like it's absolute chaos. And you just sat with it and you listened and how that is like the constant 
you know, channel and the constant connection that we always have. So I guess, would you mind explaining, you know, a little bit more about the beauty of the human experience, but also embracing this spiritual awakening and accepting, I feel like I'm putting this all like too much, but just the human experience and the spiritual experience and how both are so important. And they are not separate. Mm-hmm. They are intertwined. You are all of it. You are a human being choosing a spiritual experience. So it's not that you're closing one door and opening another. Mm-hmm. This is this is all you, and yet it's a question of emphasis. What is your priority at this stage of your life? Do you want to make this top of the list? If so, you make time for it. Mm-hmm. You develop a spiritual practice. It's what is always said. This is a relationship. And you know, when you're in a relationship, it comes first. Mm-hmm. You make time for it. You don't squeeze it in between meetings. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it counts. Your relationship with your own divine self, with your connection, is the most important thing. It's a key to everything if you are on a spiritual journey. Yes. So you prioritize it. Yes. We take time with it. You are consistent with it. You keep your agreements with it. And, and that's not always easy. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Journey to Oneness book, it's interesting you say you should read that first. Um, I don't know if I would recommend reading it first. <laughs> there, there's some pretty heavy, heavy concepts in that book. There are. It, it really takes off where oneness ends mm. and mm-hmm. goes into the depths of it. And yet, you have this character, Rasha, who's a person who's the guinea pig, bumbling down the spiritual path surely in every part of it. And she is the illustration of what you can expect. Not that my journey was a template. It surely wasn't. Mm-mm. Everybody's journey is unique. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. And yet you can see that there are moments of jumping ahead and then moments of backsliding where you think, oh God, what did I do wrong? Here I am back at the beginning. That is the nature of the journey. Two steps forward, one step back. Time for reflection. Mm-hmm. Time integrated until you are living it and it becomes second nature to you. You're not doing it because you read about it in a book and, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do this and this. It's like it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Major reaction to this awful situation. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, your responses become the responses of your divine self. Mm-hmm. Not the kinds of responses we've been conditioned 
to expand, to expect ourselves to. You, you, so you totally reprogram it yourself of how you respond to situations. You, you don't get triggered as much. You learn to let things pass. You know, what is it going to cost me to fight this fight? One is used to say, ask yourself, you know, you're right. What's the price of being right? This is big, big issue. And you're tested over and over and over again on this. You know, you're right. And yet, is it worth it? Is it worth it to draw your sword and go into battle on that issue? Maybe not. Maybe not. You say, yeah, I think I'll pass. Like, ever. You know? And you, you learn to choose what you engage in selectively because everything is energy. And if you get into an adverse situation and a conflict where you're butting heads with somebody, the price is your energy. It'll cost you your energy. Mm. You're willing to pay that price? Your energy is your bank account. You're going to fight that fight? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. So all of these testing conditions, these, these adverse conditions that are happening over and over again, this isn't because you've done something wrong. This is because you've done something right. You are perfecting your skill in having the ability to respond in the highest possible way for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. I So when you were speaking to that, it reminded me of two very beautiful passages I read um, in Oneness. So one was that honestly kept me going, but also was something I always repeated, uh, you know, to friends and family members and even clients mm-hmm. is something you said was, or, you know, Oneness said is backsliding and sidestepping and making mistakes doesn't mean you messed up at all. It doesn't ruin the process. It's actually all a part of it. And you're all going to one place. And I cannot even begin to tell you how much comfort that brought me. I'm like, wait, okay. So I'd be like, I'm actually not starting from scratch. It's just like you said, like a reflection. And again, what you also just said is I'm doing something right. I'm releasing, I'm letting go. And then another uh, passage, it was so annoying. I couldn't find it, but honestly, it's okay. Because the fact that I just remembered anyways is what matters is there was another passage where I remember I was stepping into like my mediumship abilities and I was like, I'm going to know everything. What, what, what? Like, I'll be all good. And then of course I don't at all. Like I know nothing. And there was a passage that you wrote that was, something around those lines of, you know, you can be connected to all the angels and God and everyone, but it's not about having the answers or knowing everything. It's about the purpose of being connected is guiding you closer to your soul. And okay, I'm just like the biggest nerd ever. Cause then there's another passage. I was, I literally just read it this morning and it just was so perfect. So it was about being, you're talking to, I'm nervous to pronounce his name wrong. Or actually, no, it's oneness. I thought it was um, 
who made the what was it the monkey god i thought it was it wasn't him it wasn't him but it was oneness um and oneness said by your own inner knowingness it is the source of information that you have been trained to consult it would be far too easy for you to simply direct your every concern to oneness and to expect to be told what to do you know better than to expect to be able to turn your power over in that way you are not a puppet in the hands of oneness and I just love that so much because, again, that's even something I went through, even though I already know this, that's something I went through recently where I was like, guys, what should I do? And they're exactly. like, well, we support you in this process. I'm like, oh, I'm going to like, I was so mad. And then now I'm in a place. I had to, like, of course, go through, go through it all. And now I'm even actually today I'm in the place where I can accept what needs to be done. But anyways... Thank you for listening. Uh, I would love you to kind of explain that because I think a lot of people see anyone who is connected or feels connected to source as someone with all the answers or life should be fine. And I just would love you to dive into that. Absolutely. No. <laughs> we don't have all the answers. <laughs> and, you know, um, we are given training so that we can draw on what we've been taught, but putting it to the test in real life situations, your guides or oneness or whoever you're connected with is not going to live your life for you. This is your life. These are your choices. This is not a paint by numbers lifetime. And it would be too easy to just go on the laptop and say, hey, uh, what should I do? <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. They're not going to give you the answers. Mm -hmm. They will give you um, prods that will guide you to find the answers from within yourself. Mm -hmm. That you can count on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I am yeah, yeah, giving you... Uh, pointed questions, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because you know the answers. Yes. You know the answers. It's all in there. Mm -hmm. And books like Oneness and a Journey to Oneness are reminders, in a sense, of what we already know deep inside. Maybe not all the details of it, but the essence of it, it rings true. It's like you say, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That feels right. Mm -hmm. oh, at some level, at a higher level, we know this. Mm -hmm. In human form, we're being taught to apply it. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I would love to talk about, of course, it's discussing oneness and then journey to oneness. There are so many, like, unbelievable examples of this happening and how our journey and our choices and our path like truly manifest into physical reality. And the one that I honestly had to keep reading, I was like, wait, 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 wait. What? I had to keep rereading it is please, I'd love to hear from your words, the whole package situation. Cause that was crazy. Oh my God. That was nuts. <laughs> That was surreal. 
Well, for the people listening to this, they will have no idea what we're talking about. So why don't why don't you preface this by explaining? Okay, so pretty much. Okay, so I maybe if or I could ask you if we can like if I can say it in my best words, and then maybe you could help me out after I'm done. Because also, I will say our listeners, some listeners are like on their spiritual journey, or some are also. I'm also kind of want to. I think they're they're really into this stuff. Like they're they're not gonna shy away from this. So okay, so pretty much what happened was you were expecting a shipment for your jewelry company, or you were sending out a sh- expecting a shipment, right? And it just pretty much disappeared. And you put in all this work. You're doing all this communication. And then you were consulting with oneness. You're like, what the heck happened? And this package pretty much literally dissolved into another dimension because you like timeline hopped almost. Like you, you, you like up leveled and the package was just like a dimension behind. And yes. it was like this catch up game of you wreck, like, Almost like the pause that had to happen, so you can pause and actually understand what happened. Understand how powerful we are as human beings and manifesting our realities, and then it caught up to you. So again, that was like very candid way of putting it. But let me know yeah. how I did. <laughs> well, it was close. <laughs> okay. Part of it. Part of it. The point was. You know, when you get ready, you do shift dimensions, and it's called ascension. You ascend into another dimension. But what happens if you're 90% ready, and there's a little piece of you that isn't quite complete within your shoe? That's what happened in that case. I had a fear surrounding something in my life that I was unwilling to deal with. So I would sweep it under the rug, not not face it, whatever. Meanwhile, I was doing all of this spiritual practice and everything, and I was ready to shift into a higher octave of myself, which I did, and left that other little piece behind to deal with her issues. Well, what happens when there's another physical phenomenon going on at the same time, i.e. the package. There was a package mailed that I needed for an event. It was mailed in the lower dimension. I made the hop and the package dematerialized. What was fascinating about this episode was that I was in connection with an executive at UPS during the whole thing. And they were able to track that package exactly to, I was some hub in in Kentucky or something like that. And we came to the conclusion that that package dematerialized in midair because it was scanned in in one place. And when it reached the next destination, it wasn't on the plane. So they knew that it went on the plane, 
and it didn't come off the plane. So it dematerialized at a moment. And that moment was illustrated in the story. It was dramatic, punctuated by another event that was happening, which was a car crash. Yes. Oh my God. I was going to ask you. At the same time, that was one of these kind of horrible sounds that she knew something terrible had happened. And everyone came pouring into the streets thinking there was going to be cars and bodies and there was nothing there. But there were mud tracks in the median and plants uprooted. And obviously something had happened there, but the actual cars weren't there. They made a momentary shift into a higher dimension, could not sustain form, and popped back. That was that was explained to me. So that illustration was given to me to get my attention. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my computer and said to witness, what on earth just happened? I mean, this is weirdness. What is going on? And we processed it. Mm-hmm. Is there something you're not complete with? Maybe. Then, well, yeah. <laughs> and they took me on a very intense, in-depth process of scrutinizing that fear that I was unable to deal with and release it. Mm-hmm. And one or two days later, a package showed up in Florida, exactly where it was supposed to be. Came down a conveyor belt in, I don't remember where it was, maybe Miami, but um, nobody could explain how it got there. It just out of nowhere. It, that got my attention. I thought, wow, you know, never mind the theoretical stuff. Here was the proof in black and white. I did the work. I needed that package. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> but that was wild. That was wild. That was wild. Well, yeah. it just shows. Well, first of all, how magical oneness is. How magical we are, and how connected we are in our energy. Oh my goodness! And I would also love you to maybe dive into like because that was definitely a heady concept um but i would also love you to dive more into when you give energy to something it will become and then when you don't or when you disconnect it won't or when you give more i guess not wrong but i guess like the energy that is unfavorable that's favorable um really how because that was like just such a heady concept i thought it would be Nice for listeners to hear something a little bit like more. I don't know if layman's term is the right one, um, yeah. but mainstream. What? Sorry, mainstream. <laughs> yeah. But before we talk about this, um, I just wanted to give a footnote to the to the package story. Yes. Because this is the point of it. Yes. Is that in these times people may be having the experience of things suddenly appearing and then disappearing. Mm -hmm. This is normal. As you are shifting dimensions, as you are making the quantum leaps, 
things will appear in your reality and then not stabilize and then vanish. And you'll think, oh my God, it was on the table. And now it's not. This kind of thing is to be expected in these times when people are augmenting their energies, either consciously or in spite of themselves. Mm -hmm. Because the energies on the planet right now are unbelievably high. It's just, it's extraordinary. We've come through a tunnel in the last two years. I don't know if you've noticed that there seems to be a, a clearance of sorts. Yeah, it's like we've, we've emerged from something that we just, we were lost. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it seems like we're okay. So the energies are high. And people are having surreal experiences and questioning, did they imagine it? Is this real? Um, you know, what to do about it? Um, allow it to be, don't freak out. This is part of the process. Mm -hmm. Assimilating the energies. And then you were just talking about what, um, energies that feel uncomfortable is that where you were going with it um pretty much how we if we give into the energy of a situation and that energy is of doubt or fear or anxiety or kind of you know um there was i remember something you were talking about in oneness is like if you were looking at something with what is it like you you're like, I'm facing like so much resistance and this is going to be really hard. And this is, I don't know, like there's just going to be all these obstacles. It's like, you're going to like, those obstacles will come because you're pretty much expecting them. But if you're creating and living life with, oh my gosh, like I am living with so much joy and yes, there'll be obstacles, but I will overcome them with ease and all will be okay. So hopefully that, sorry, I'm also excited and nervous. So I may make no sense sometimes. So <laughs> thanks for being patient. So I don't, I don't know what to say about that. I think you just described it perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Donk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness these things happen constantly where you're confronted with situations that are uncomfortable and they push your buttons or you can choose to have them not push your buttons we talked about this a little earlier yes in this talk like you get a choice and how you're going to react yes do you bite on that hook mm -hmm. or do you not yes you don't have to fight every fight you know and you become aware of the invitations to engage in conflict that are all around you. Everywhere you go, this guy was offensive. That person said something that was objectionable. All of that. And do you judge it? Or do you observe it? Mm. Do you realize that's a choice? It's the movie. That guy just said something offensive. Do I let it affect me? Well, that's my choice. Do I want to be offended? Or do I just 
see that person in being offensive. That person said something inappropriate. Doesn't touch me. Rolls up back like water off a duck. Mm-hmm. That's how you survive it. Because all of this is testing conditions. How centered is it possible to be in the face of adversity? It's easy to be centered when you're meditating. Mm-hmm. You're flower garden. That's, I mean, that's no contest. Mm-hmm. To be, no. But can you keep your equilibrium when everything's going crazy around you? And stand tall. Mm-hmm. That's what's being tested. So it's this is going to the gym. It's your strengthening, your musculature yes. in being a centered being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Being not at the effect of every wing that blows through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't always do it well. You end up in the butt bottle a lot of times. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that mud pedal is a wonderful learning lesson. <laughs> it is. And the journey to oneness goes into that. What happens? How do you deal with it? And then the illustration was explained by oneness. Mm-hmm. What was the symbolism here? What was it I was supposed to get from that? Mm-hmm. And then they helped me to dissect the scenario. What was that about? Yes. What was it learned there? So I was the guinea pig who went, who went on the journey in order for those teachings to come forth for all of us. Mm-hmm. It took me many, many years to realize that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. That book was never going to be published. That, those were my own personal writings. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, they said, and oh, by the way, <laughs> that's going to be a book. Classic. <laughs> no way I'm bridging that. No, they said, you don't understand. That wasn't just for you. That was for the world. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> So that's, that's, somebody needed to go on the ride in order for those teachings to be relevant. And weave it together like a tapestry. Mm -hmm. I'm tempted to do with that book. It's extremely long and we're we're talking about doing an abridged version of it. Mm. That'll make it easier for people to to get through it. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess Dean, just because it's long or because the concepts are really big, you're like you wanna because I'm like I I'm okay. Cause yeah. I'm I literally have books um spilling out of the corners of my ears. So I'm like, I'm perfectly happy reading your long book. But so I was curious as to like what you meant. Yeah, I think yeah it's it's a brick. <laughs> She's big. It's a tome. Yes. A, but, you know, um, people comment there's there's a lot of repetition sometimes. Mm. And I, I asked about that. Like, 
like, didn't we already say that? And they said, people will randomly open to a page. Mm-hmm. A chapter. Mm-hmm. They don't have prefaced that with the time three chapters back where a similar lesson was presented. Mm-hmm. So people are doing that. People are not necessarily reading it from the beginning to the end. Although it would be probably beneficial if they did. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people start at the end of books. <laughs> oh, reading habits are quite unique. Uh, so I would love to get into because you are also someone I, I deeply admire with your channeling experiences. And that's something I do. That is a deep part of my spiritual practice. And I know one day I'll be channeling a gorgeous book um, to come in the future. And I would love to really talk about, I know we kind of briefly discussed it in our emails back and forth, but understanding, you know, what it means to be a channel and this connectedness um, of that it's like not, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop there because I know I can go on forever. But yes, like what it really means to be a channel in that experience. Well, um, the word channeling means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. So actually what I do with oneness is not channeling. Mm -hmm. What I did prior to that with Amitabh who was my first spiritual teacher and who was the author of the book, The Calling, mm-hmm. that was family because there was a me and there was something that was other than me. Mm-hmm. And I somehow had the ability to connect with that, to go onto a laptop and to transcribe like a secretary, word for word what I received. Mm-hmm. Channeling. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. And um, if you're connecting with a divine source that is other than you, um, a, an ascended master, an angel, something like that that is very high, but is not you, it's a different identity. Mm-hmm. That is channeling. And ideally, that is a beautiful experience where you are not jeopardizing yourself in any way. Mm-hmm. But people need to know that when you open yourself, it's very important to know who it is you're connecting with because there's a lot of opportunistic consciousness out there, astral entities and whatnot, ETs, everything but the kitchen sink your great uncle Mike is out there. And just because he's dead doesn't mean he's smart. And there are entities that are as ego gratified by the process as humans are, but they think, oh, well, this is really cool. On the other side, these humans are so impressed by anything I happen to say. And they grab the microphone and fill your head with a bunch of jello. Mm. So um, 
it's important to develop discernment with regard to channeling. Who is it that you've connected with if you are receiving communications? Mm -hmm. You must ask, who are you? And what is your purpose in coming here to talk with me? And you establish ground rules with his consciousness. And then you can assess the levels of it. There are many techniques, but the most basic, tune into how does it feel? Mm -hmm. How does it feel? Is your heart chakra expanding? Do you have a feeling of joy and well-being when this presence comes in? Or you're getting an uneasiness in your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. Tune into that. Mm -hmm. Well, no, is this something that is worth listening to? Mm -hmm. Or maybe this is something you might want to tune out. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is off color, any kind of suggestive remarks that don't feel right should be loud and clear to anyone just beginning to receive information in the guise of channeling. Yes. Yeah. That feel right. Is it wholesome? Mm -hmm. Lifted from this energy, mm -hmm. from the concepts that are being spoken of. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know whether this is something you want to get involved with. Because just because it's discarded doesn't mean that it's beneficial for you. Mm -hmm. Big lesson, because so many people are receiving communication. When I started, I was grilled by Amitabh. I was trained in the lessons of discernment. And actually there's a, a fingerprinting system that some people are able to do. You can close your eyes and actually see color patterns sometimes. If it is the colors of the higher end of the color spectrum, chances are it's something you may want to spend time with. If it's gray or the lower ends, red or any of that, you may want to question it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and the book, The Calling, which was my first channel to book, mm -hmm. let me talk has three chapters, 16, 17, and 18. I know because I recommend them a lot. Okay. That go into how to do this well. Mm -hmm. How to engage in the channeling experience safely with mm -hmm. discernment. How do you know? It teaches you this. Mm -hmm. So if any of your listeners are um, wanting to know more about how to do this, well, or if you're sitting in an audience and somebody is channeling, how do you know yes. if this is guidance or this is garbage? Yes. And it's all there. <laughs> yes. And we've all been there. Mm -hmm. After, yeah, the huge subject. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think it is, it is really huge. And one of the, one of the things I seek to do with my practice is help guide anyone who is eager to build their gifts, but do it incredibly ethically and safely because I was so honored to the day 
I met my medium. She became my mentor. She's like, I have to teach you. I ha- I have to. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. And like I and she gave me all the tools for discernment and spiritual hygiene and led me to the right people and the right classes to take and everything. And it's just it's hard because there's such an inundation of information and we're so connected. We could order an amazing book and have it here by tomorrow or we could see a TikTok in 30 seconds and our day can be ruined. It's just unbelievable. So I'm really I'm really really happy that you shared that because it's huge. I'm and especially with spirit this realm. So it's so important. And I would Especially also- times where the the veils are so thin sometimes between the realms. It's easy for them to cross over and come here mm-hmm. and talk to us. It's easy for people to open to this. Yes. Whereas in years past, it was rare mm-hmm. to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Now it's commonplace. So people need to be careful. Yes. You want to do it well if you want to do it. Yes, absolutely. And... Oh, wait, do you have more to say? An entity wasting your time Mm -hmm. giving you um, suggestions that are not in your highest interest. Mm -hmm. If anything is said that goes against your better judgment, tune out. Mm -hmm. That's my message to the listeners. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good. Thank you for sharing. And I would... Love you to lastly, um, I would also love you because this was um, so beautiful and so important. You were in the temple. Um, it was just, again, in the recent chapter I was reading, and you were so sad to leave. Um, and, you know, you had so many beautiful memories in this temple, and it was with Hanuman. Hanuman. And something so beautiful also, like, I love him, them, well, you know, however they go, but this beautiful spirit. Oh my gosh. I just loved everything you were channeling. You were getting from this beautiful source, but pretty much how the feeling of connectedness is here. You don't have to go to a church. You don't have to go see a physical statue. It's here and you carry it with you. And so I'd love you to explain that to our listeners and how important that is that they don't need to do or see or travel to. I mean, of course, if that is necessary and not, not saying don't travel, but I guess, you know what I mean? Like how this connectedness is purely from the heart space and devotion. It's what you're experiencing when you're going into a temple. Um, worshiping, a deity or in your your own religious environment. What you're experiencing is yourself. Your own ability to connect with that divinity within you. What is there is giving you a nudge. It's giving you a taste of what is possible within you. Don't credit the statue with doing this for you. Don't get addicted to having to go to certain places in order to feel that. You can feel that in your own backyard. Mm -hmm. 
if you start to learn how to put yourself into a sacred space. And that's where devotional practice comes in. Yes. Begin conversation. Start a spiritual practice. And it doesn't matter how you do that. It's mm-hmm. personal. This is your own work of art. Whether you chant mantras, which is what I got into, or um, lighting candles or singing songs or saying psalms or prayers or whatever puts you in that mood. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's your practice. Mm-hmm. Set up an altar, that's a lovely thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because lighting the stage for that special time that's just for you. When you see those sacred objects, something shifts inside you. Doors open within you. Light some incense, light a candle. Do your own little ritual, whatever that is. You could do it in the bath though. It doesn't matter. There's no wrong or right with it. Mm-hmm. It's all religion. This is your own personal spiritual journey that has to do with you, not the heritage of your family necessarily. You're not going against your heritage by having a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. This is a supplement because what's inside is inside all of us, regardless of where we come from where our grandparents came from. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This, this divine sense of centeredness, this connectedness. Mm-hmm. This is our birthright. This is why you came into form in this lifetime, mm-hmm. to have experience. So it's no accident that you've been guided to boast like this. Mm-hmm. And your relatives think you're a weirdo because you're interested in these things. That's okay. They can think what they want. <laughs> I'll go off and have a ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I doing a reverence? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it's true. We're living in the real world. And yet... Some of us feel like we're a little different and we don't quite fit into the mainstream anymore. And that can be hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can feel lonely for sure. It can. Mm-hmm. It can. But then your divine connection, connection is your best friend. <laughs> so... Just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely. Yes. And that was a big one for me. Yes. Oh yeah. The, the aloneness is a gift. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of distractions wasting your time. Blind yes. 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 Stay in your lane. That's what my parents say. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I love that. Can I quote you? Oh, please do. Isn't it great? Yeah, but stay in your lane. 
<laughs> it's good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How far did you get in the book? Um, okay, so I I'm reading because I'm a crazy person. I'm reading like four books right now. And this is I wake up extra early so I can read a chapter of each. And so I'm unfortunately I'm not I'm deaf I'm not finished, but I feel like I I accepted how far I got because that's just where I am. Um, I am page. I just uh, finished chapter 13. So that was when you are pretty much like really understanding that you need to go and you like didn't want to go. Where, where was I in the world in chapter 13? I don't remember. I'm trying to think. You have asked for minister of God. Awestruck silence. Um, oh, I returned. I returned to Taos the following Sunday. The intensity of the process. So, yeah, yeah. So I think you had to leave Mexico, and you were trying to figure out if you wanted to go to India. And they were like, "Well, should you?" You're like, "I don't know. Can I know?" And they were like. What do you think? You're like, oh my god. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. And did you tell your listeners that this conversation is taking place in India? Oh, I will, but now now they will know. <laughs> they will know it takes place in India across the world oh. and it's such an honor to connect with you. The beauty of 20 technology. Years 20 years later. By hook or by crook, I followed the breadcrumbs through the forest, and it led me to India. And oh my God, my life changed. Suddenly, I found my home. <laughs> I live in a most unusual place. <laughs> Full of, I mean, my mom has visited a couple times. I remember she was invited to a wedding years ago. And I mean, of course, she's described like it's pretty, I guess, pretty hectic. But just the color and the smells and the dance and the people. I mean, oh, my goodness. Yes. I can't wait to visit one day. India yes. sounds stunning. Yes. Yeah, when it's time. When it's time. A <laughs> 100%. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Rasha, this was the perfect way to just tie up our beautiful conversation. I really can't, I really, like, I don't have enough words or I don't know if I'll ever have the right words to, like, say how grateful I am for you to hop on and chat with me and be on this podcast and grace our listeners. And I can't wait to keep connected with you and finish this book and tell you all about it and then probably reread Oneness again and stay connected with you, um, if that's okay. Where where can the listeners find you or how? Because I know you have your website, you have your books, but. Do, um, onenesswebsite.com is a website. It is about to be totally recreated into something new. There's also two wonderful Facebook pages that give quotations and beautiful pictures and interaction. And that is oneness.through.russia is one of them. And there's another one that is oneness speaks. All one word with three S's in the middle. Oneness speaks. Mm -hmm. 
on your two pages. And both of them are amazing. If you go to the website, there's a lot of wonderful free stuff you can sign up for. Rotation series that come in emails, sometimes twice a week, three times a week, some of them every day. It's all free. They're quotations. And there's one that's um, a one-minute meditation. Mm. It's a paragraph. One of my favorite paragraphs from one is, and you can even click on it, close your eyes, and you can hear my voice reading it from the audio book. Mm. So you can use that as a one-minute meditation. Yes. And that's also available. You just have to go to the website and sign up for it onenesswebsite.com. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, are we off? Yes, we are done. My goodness. Hello, my dear, sweet, gorgeous, amazing listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. And I hope this episode resonated with you. I hope it just brought light into your day, into wherever you are and into whatever you're doing. Again, follow Rasha on Facebook. And she also has a website, onenesswebsite.com, as she mentioned. And that's where you can buy all of her books. You can also purchase her books off of Amazon. I also believe you can purchase off of thrift books as well. I'm not a big buying books off Amazon fan. I don't think Jeff Bezos needs any more of our money. So I love to support local. It's really hard to find oneness in just a Barnes and Noble. So I would suggest either if there's a spiritual bookstore near you or a bookstore that sells metaphysical spiritual books or definitely order it off her website or order it off of thrift books and guarantee you will find it. It's just oneness by Rasha. Again, she also has the calling and she has the journey to oneness. Please, 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 as always, make sure to... Follow this podcast wherever you love to listen. Share the podcast with whoever would love to listen as well. And make sure to give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at the modern medium underscore. Please never, ever, ever, ever feel shy to tell me your thoughts. Share what hit the note of your soul, what resonated with you. And I'm just so excited to connect with you. I have been connecting with several of my listeners lately through readings and through Instagram. And it's just made me so happy. You guys have no idea. And of course, when you feel ready and feel called to book a private reading with me or a discovery call to chat about mentorships, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. I also have all of the beautiful links in the show notes. I will also have the links to Rasha's website and books in the show notes as well. I love you guys deeply and dearly. I cannot thank you enough for your support, for your ears and your souls, for just supporting this podcast, for listening. It really means the world to me. It makes my heart so happy. My heart is just so full and I'm sure you can hear I am smiling just ear to ear. I just have the most, most fun serving you in this way. So anyways, I love you guys and I'll see you next time.